I'm glad to be in God's house, aren't you? Amen. Man, we have a lot of things we want to talk about. And, and uh, before we get started, uh, I want to uh, uh, bring uh, Tim Cardinal up. If you don't know Tim Cardinal, this is uh, Tim and Jennifer Cardinal. Tim uh, works for the Edgewater Police Department, and he is a great guy. Been part of our church for a few uh, few months now. And uh, you shared a story with me last week that I, that I want everybody to hear. So. Okay, great. Um, I just wanted, it's Edgewood, not Edgewater. Edgewater. A little farther, but it's Edgewood. good. Um, I'm yeah, new to Florida, man. It's good. I wish I was in Edgewater because I'd be closer to the beach. <laughs> um, so, yes, I was from last Sunday, we were talking about um, the, the lady that put the two pennies in and what she had and... Uh, him giving his $5 um, really touched me and my wife because we try to do as much as we can when we can. And so from there, uh, on the way home, I was telling her, I gave, um, when the last plate went around for the boxes to go, I actually had cash in my pocket. And if anybody knows me, I don't ever have cash because I have nine kids. And my <laughs> wife, she like, they like cash more than I do. <laughs> so, um, but I actually had some cash. And so I took it out of my pocket and I put it on the plate. I don't even know how much it was there. Whatever it was, it, it went. So on the way home, I was telling my wife, I said, you know, he was talking about some good things are going to happen this week. So I'm betting on something really good. And so, of course, my wife had to explain to me what it really all meant. And I was like, it's okay. I'm still going to take what I thought. And so um, went home and, like, I think it was the night or the next night, I was watching American Pickers. I don't know if anybody watches that show. Um, but they were up in um, Virginia, and they were going back to their old roots of um, just driving around and finding places to pick at. And so they come across this older gentleman that's he had lots of land and lots of stuff, like three or four different sheds. And they were going through all this stuff, and um, there was one little sign that was made out of wood. You could tell somebody's made it. And uh, it said Jesus Christ, and it had a cross on it. And, of course, they asked him, would you like to sell this? And the gentleman said, you know, that's, that's the Lord's. He goes, it's not for sale, but I will give it to you because that's what Jesus Christ would want me to do. And so it made a full circle for me, um, that whole little scenario. And it was really awesome. And uh, the, they ended up giving money to the church, donating money to the church for the sign, so which was pretty cool. And then, of course, later on that week, I, I got promoted to sergeant. So, so it actually did uh, come full circle. I like that, sergeant, <laughs> sergeant cardinal. It's all on the download deal still. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tim. I love that. So, don't you love that? When you give, it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's how God does that. I want to talk to you today about living the faith-filled life. How many have faith today? Oh, I, I, the Bible says that everybody is given a measure of faith. So we all have faith. Do you know that you have exercised faith today? If you drove here, my guess is you put the brake on and never thought about it was going to stop the car. 
You had faith that when you put your foot on that brake pedal, that car was going to stop. I have driven cars where my faith has failed me. <laughs> going right through that stop sign. But my prayer increased. Lord, help me. Uh, but faith is something that all of us have. And it's important, uh, it's important that, that we use faith as a tool in our life, uh, in our relationship with God. My grandfather always said that he could fix anything with bailing wire and duct tape. Because he was from the, the generation that, you know, if your car broke down, you could fix it with bailing wire and duct tape. But there are some things today, in today's cars, I don't think you could do with just bailing wire and duct tape. I remember a few years ago, I had a part of my card went out, and I took it to the shop, and they said, it's going to be $700. And I said, I don't have $700. So I was kind of concerned, so I went to my favorite friend, YouTube, yeah, and I found out that the part only cost $35, and the tool to fix the part only cost $35. So I went and bought the tool got the part, and fixed it myself in 30 minutes and saved myself $630. Praise God, hallelujah. Don't you love that? Uh, but I, I want to I talk to you today about using faith, the faith that God has given you, to see the things that you want accomplished in your life. I don't know about you, but I, I want to see people come to faith in Jesus Christ. I want to see people that their life is such a shamble and such a mess that, that God takes them and turns them around and, and puts them on their feet and restores their life. And you see them come in and then you see them a few months later and you, you would not even know that they're the same people. Man, I want to see God do that, don't you? I, I want to see your families passionately following Jesus. I want to see every one of your sons and daughters, every one of your, your grandchildren, every one of your brothers and sisters. I want to see people passionately following Jesus Christ. I want to see people that are in bondage to sin set free. I want to see this house full to overflowing. Let's try that one again. I want to see this house full and overflowing. And the, the key, one of the keys, is faith. Faith. What is faith? Faith, faith is trusting in God. In the, in the story that, that we read, I want to go through this for a moment. In Matthew 17, it says, And they were come to the multitude, they, being Jesus, James, John, and, and uh, Peter. So they had just left uh, with Jesus, and they'd gone up to the mountain and Jesus was transfigured before them, and, and Elijah and Moses appeared before them, and, and, and they had this incredible experience with Christ. Can you imagine? And now here they come, and, they, and they're coming down, and, and they meet this multitude. By the way, any time that, that you meet a multitude of people, there's going to be people in that multitude that are wanting to see Jesus. So there's always opportunities in our lives, no matter where we go, no matter what we're doing, there's always opportunities to speak into somebody else's life about the hope that is in you through Jesus Christ. There's always that opportunity when we are looking for him. And I, and I want you to notice that there came to him a man kneeling to him. And when you look at it, the man's name is not known. 
We don't know his name. We don't know where he lived. We don't know what he did for, for work. We don't know anything about him except for the fact that he had a son that was in need. The other thing that we do know about him, we know, number one, that he was humble because he was kneeling before the Lord. He was broken. He was desperate. He was faith-filled, and he was determined. Because when he went to the disciples and they couldn't heal his son, he didn't allow that to deter him. He went to Jesus and said, hey, your disciples couldn't help me, but I know you can. And he was humble about it. He was desperate about it. And he was faith-filled. He was going to be determined to see his son delivered from the disease that he had. I know there's sometimes in our lives there, there are things that we've prayed for. There's there may be something in our life that we have struggled with, we've wrestled with, and we haven't been able to overcome. And you've prayed about it, or you've had other people pray about it, and it hasn't happened yet. But don't allow what hasn't happened to get you to the place where you just quit praying about it and, pre and quit asking God about it. Because the Bible tells us clearly that those that ask and seek and knock they, they, shall, they shall receive what they're asking for. It's, it's one of those things in our lives that if, if God hasn't answered your, your situation yet, don't stop praying about it. Don't stop seeking Him. But have a determination in your spirit that I don't care what has happened in the past. I don't care how many times that, um, we have prayed and it hasn't, hasn't come to pass. I'm still going to pursue Jesus. Because we know Jesus always has the answer. So we know that he was, we know that he was a, a man that, that had a great desire to see his son delivered. I, I like the passage where it says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he, uh, he is sick and, and suffers grievously. And then he goes on to say, and I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. I want you to think about that. Don't, don't you think Peter, James, and John were pretty happy about that time? See, we've been with Jesus, and you guys couldn't do it, but we could. We were over here. I mean, that's one of the times you would not have wanted to be one of the disciples. And, and here, here they are, and it's really incredible. So look what Jesus says. Jesus' answer says, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Now that is, Jesus is showing frustration. He's frustrated. The Bible says that, that Jesus was tempted in all points as us. He understands every one of our emotions. And at this point in time, Jesus was frustrated with his disciples because they didn't have faith. Why was he frustrated? The key is found in the word perverse. And that word perverse is not necessarily like perverted. But what he is saying is simply this, that having trust or confidence in something else other than the creator of the heavens and the earth is twisted. It's, it's illogical. When you think about the fact that we look at this life and we, and we look at the things in this life and, 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 and maybe our culture says this can't happen or that can't happen or, there, or God doesn't heal anymore or God doesn't deliver anymore. And then you look at those situations and you compare it to the fact that we are serving the creator of the heavens and the earth. 
He created the heavens and the earth. He formed the earth with his spoken word. God created everything that we see, everything that we are, everything that we're going to be. He has always been. He will always be. He has all power. He is, has all authority. He can do anything he wants at any time he wants. He is the creator of all things. And what really frustrated Jesus was those that had been walking with him did not have enough faith and trust in God. Faith is that essential element. And, and, it, and sometimes we wrestle with it. And we say, well, how, how do we get faith? And, 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 and I really think this is really amazing. Because just a couple of chapters from here, you'll find that Jesus sends these same disciples out two by two. And when they come back, they have this report. Even the devil are subject to us. So from this point in, in 17 and two chapters later, you find that this same group of disciples, the ones that didn't have enough faith, now their faith has increased to the fact that, that everything that, that Christ said they would do, they believed and was subject to them. You know what that tells me? Faith can be increased and decreased. Our faith can be covered up by the situations of life or revealed or manifest in our lives. We have that, that gift of faith. And it's that gift of faith that, that can be increased in our life that will turn the world upside down, that makes the difference in us. In Luke 17, 5, the apostles said to the Lord, as, as they, were, they had asked the Lord, they said, how many times should we forgive somebody? Seven times a day? And they said, no, 70 times seven. And their response was, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Remember the man that was praying and he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. What he was saying is, I want to believe more. Trust in God. That's what faith is. It's seeing God as, as able and willing to do what we ask him to do. Scripture tells us that when we are asking the things that, that of, of Christ, that, that he wants us to ask, that he will do them. He said, as you, as, as earthly parents, know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly Father know to give good gifts to those that ask of him? It requires faith. To, you know, it's one of those things in our lives that if we don't have the faith, to, to ask of God. But here's, here's like J. Hudson Taylor. J. Hudson Taylor uh, gave his last bit of money not knowing uh, that God would provide. He was a missionary to China and, and spent five years translating the New Testament in Chinese and built over 201 missionary outposts in China, trained 849 missionaries, converted 125,000 Chinese. To Jesus. One day he went to pray for a sick woman. Started praying for her, and, and as, as he prayed for her, the Lord spoke to him and said, What about that silver coin you have in your pocket? Because the woman was not only sick, but she had starving children. So J. Hudson Taylor gave that coin to her, not knowing how he was going to eat 
or how God was going to provide. But the very next day, he received a, a, a letter in the, in the mail. And in that letter was not a silver coin, but a gold coin, which was worth ten times the amount. Because he was willing to give, because he stepped out in faith and he heard, heard the Lord speak to him. And, and, he, and he acted on what God had told him. And, and his motto in life be, uh, became this, that he who, he who gives to the poor or he who is lending to the Lord. He, he began a life of faith-filled blessing and giving, and it turned his life around. A.W. Tozer once said that every Christian, every Christian, should be asking for something that is too big for them to accomplish. Why? Because, number one, if you can do it on your own, it doesn't require faith. What are you asking God to give you? What are you asking God to do that you know you can't do? What are you trusting in God that, that you know that you can't achieve on your own, but you know that he can? That's faith. Reaching out to God. You know, when God asks you to do something, and I've mentioned this before, but I like it so much, I'm going to tell you again. And I'm going to, so you just pretend like you've never heard it. God loves us so much that he gives us jobs that are too big for us so it will stretch our faith notice when god calls you to do something it's always something that's so filled like in like in hebrews 11 noah had to build an ark and then go gather all the animals that was too big of a task for him but god saw it through abraham was going to offer his only son Believing, having faith that God could raise him from the dead. It's, it's that faith. It's those things that God calls us to do that we know we can't accomplish on our own. And yet, even though we can't accomplish on our own, we still step out in faith. And when we step out in faith, that's when God begins to work. What are you asking God for? What are you asking God to do in your life that's greater than you that what you can do it's greater than your abilities it's greater than anything that you can accomplish on your own A.W. Tozer every Christian should be asking God for a job that's too big for him George Mueller the 19th century minister he's known for for or building orphanages but he began his first orphanage with 50 cents in his to his name 50 cents he, uh, he began, uh, he ran on a day-to-day -day basis for 60 years and never missed a meal. Never took a salary. Never missed a meal. Had over $7 million donated to his work in the 19th century. Taught over 112,000 students and distributed almost a, a million Bibles and cared for over 10 thousand orphans in a time where orphans in, in London were, were they, there wasn't a place for them most of them even kids were in prison and he took them out of prison and gave them a home started it with a passion in his heart and 50 cents in over 60 years God never let him down I, I remember reading the story where, where there was a, 
when they were first getting started and they only had one orphanage is because uh, eventually he moved to 10 or 15 orphanages in, in London or in, in England. And, and in that first one, there was a night that they didn't have any food and the, and the caretaker said, we don't have any food. And he says, well, set the table and call the children. And they sat down to the table, not knowing they didn't have any food, and prayed and said, Lord, we thank you for the food that you're giving us. And while they were praying, there was a knock on the door and somebody showed up with enough food to provide for them that night. What is God calling you to do? What passion is in your heart? What, what is it that, that, that you look at and you say, man, I, I would love to do that, God, but I can't do it on my own. You know, that's, that's where God really wants you. That's when God really has you. You know, as a church, you start looking around and you say, oh, man, the work that we have is so big, we can't do it. Man, that's just where we want to be. Because God can show himself strong. So let's, let's trust in the Lord and see. This is, what, this is what the scripture says. Jesus gave us two, two things that we can do. Two things that we can do that will, that will help you increase your faith. That it will help build your faith. That will help demonstrate the faith that's in you. He said unto them, he said, you have, because you have little faith, you weren't able to do this. He said, but I tell you the truth. If you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed. You can say to that mountain, remove and go over there, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible to you. Jesus is saying, if you just have a small amount of faith, it's going to happen. Now, I, I do want to clarify, I'm not, I'm not saying that if you have faith that, and you say, Lord, give me that brand new Mercedes, that the Lord's going to give you that brand new Mercedes. I'm not one of those guys. But I am, I am saying this, that if, if, if you have a God-given passion and a God-given dream and you don't know how it's going to come to pass, but you have faith in God and you trust in Him, it's going to happen. Because God loves to show Himself strong on behalf of His children. Jesus said, this kind, we was talking about that, that boy, He said, this kind doesn't go out but by prayer and fasting. And I want you to really focus on, on those two words, prayer and fasting. Because both of them are designed to build our faith. Prayer, have you ever, you ever been in, in a situation where, where you had this giant problem and you didn't know how to, how to conquer it and it was just eating on your mind and weighing on your heart? And you find yourself in, in, in prayer and you get in prayer. And the more you pray, that's the bigger God gets and the smaller the problem gets. That's faith. Because when you begin to worship God, something amazing happens. He becomes bigger and bigger and bigger in our eyes and in our mind and our heart. And you can get to that place where you say, if God is for me, who can be against me? It's faith. Prayer exposes, develops, increases our trust and faith and confidence in Him. It's faith. Prayer is one of those things that if it wasn't so important, the adversary would not fight us so much. If it, if it wasn't so essential, He would not give us so many excuses to not pray. Prayer, if it's anything to us, it's everything to us. Prayer is the one, one thing that can 
take our situation that we think is so big and so impossible and make it and put it in its proper size because God is increased and we see him as he is and we see our problems as insignificant, small, minute compared to the greatness of our God. When we're looking at situations and we're trying to handle them on our own, it, it does seem overwhelming. And to be honest, it is overwhelming. But when we have God on our side, if God is for us, who can be against us? 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Faith in him. And faith is one of those things that has to be dug and it has to be built, that has to be uh, revealed, that has to be increased in our life. And the greatest way to increase your faith is to humble yourself and, be and begin to intercede with God and allow Him to show Himself strong in your life. I'm going to ask you as, as a church if you would join me over, over the next few weeks from here all the way through the first of the year man we have so many different events that are happening and they're all they're all going to be amazing starting with this fall festival it's going to be a lot of fun and then we have uh, Christmas in the courtyard which is going to be great you don't want to miss this one November 18th we're having a combined service with all four churches right here there you go I was waiting it's going to be it's going to be great this place is going to be packed so we'll have the uh, Hispanic church, the Vietnamese church, Korean church, and us. And then afterward, we're going to have this big potluck dinner out there in the gym. With the Vietnamese food, Korean food, Hispanic food, and our food. Amen, hallelujah. You feel the Lord in that? It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of different events. We have a Christmas musical coming up. We have a Christmas service coming up. We have a lot of events that are happening I really want them, each and every one of them, they're all designed to give us an opportunity to bring people that they can not only hear the gospel, but they can receive Christ. I want us to pray together as, as a group and as individuals. Would you join me in prayer? Would you take extra time in prayer these next few weeks and ask God to show himself strong? Because events without God are just events. But events with God are life-changing experiences. And, and I really want God in here. And the only way that's going to happen is if God's people begin to pray. Will you pray with me? Will you join me in prayer? The first, Sunday, first Wednesday of the month we have prayer. Would you join with me? Would you join with me each evening in, in, in praying for for these events and praying for those that are around us and those that, that you know in your own family or your own friends that, that need to walk closer with God. Let's, let's pray together. And, and fasting, fasting is another way that, that we get closer to the Lord by denying our flesh. You ever, you ever fast? And you know it's amazing. If, I don't, you should try this one time. Just tell, your, tell yourself, Starting tomorrow, I am going to fast Brussels sprouts. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? You'll wake up the next day thinking, boy, I'd really like some Brussels sprouts. Even if you don't like them, 
Because this is what your flesh does, your body does, doesn't want anything to do with anything spiritual or religious. And, and, and fasting helps the spiritual being take control of the physical being, the carnal man, and the spiritual man becomes stronger. And when the spiritual man becomes stronger, faith is unleashed in our lives. I'm going to ask you if you would join me with me in, in fasting over these next few weeks as well. And, and there's different types of fasting. You can fast all day if you want. You, you can fast a meal. I'm going to ask you if you would do this as well. You can, you can fast in any way you want. And if you, if you have some questions about that, I'll be glad to answer them after this. But if you would fast uh, not just one uh, a food item, but if you would take a, an event that you like to, to go to or something you like to watch, because my wife and I, we like to watch Jeopardy because um, we just like, you know, thinking we're smarter than we really are. Um, you know, and anyway, I'll, I, won't, I won't chase that rabbit. Uh, but when you when you're, take that time, maybe that 30-minute span, and you say, you know, Lord, I, I really like this show or I really like doing this, but I, I'm going to set it aside for a time and I am going to take that time that 30 minutes and I'm going to read the word of God and I'm going to pray can we do that because there, there's going to be some amazing things that are going to happen in the next few weeks you say well why are you saying that because I just feel it in my spirit but I I also feel as 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 your pastor and as your friend that the things that we're wanting to see accomplished cannot be accomplished on our own we need to live faith-filled lives. We need to have the Lord show up and show himself strong. And God has never turned his people away when they begin to ask him and they begin to trust in him. Amazing things always happen. We have uh, with us Bruce and Carrie Bissett all the way from Hercules, California. Yay! And Bruce and Carrie are, are good friends of ours. They were with us in the first Alliance Church that we ever pastored some 20 years ago. First service, we had like 23 people. And it was like, you know, we had one piano player. Played by note. And if you missed the intro, we started over. Uh, but Bruce and Carrie were with us when we started praying. We started praying. Well, and, and on Wednesday nights, we'd just start praying. And then... We thought, well, we need some musicians and stuff. So I went out and bought a drum set and just set it on the platform because we didn't have a drummer. But man, when they came, we wanted to have a drum set. And so we, we bought a drum set. We brought and we got a bass player. And, and we started seeing God do amazing things. And before long, you started seeing one musician show up and then another musician show up. And before long, we had a whole band and it was just great. And, and, and it's just incredible when you, when you start stepping out in faith and saying, you know, God, this is too big for us, but you've called us to do this, so we're not going to rely on our own ability. We're going to trust in you. And when you trust in God, incredible things happen. It's, it's incredible. It's like, hey, I'm going to give to the Operation Christmas Child. And, and by the way, I get a promotion. Wow. Don't you love that? God is getting ready to do some amazing things, but he's, he's asking us, he's inviting us, and I'm inviting you to join me. Let's, let's 
bombard the, the gates of heaven with prayers. Let's, let's intercede for our community. Let's spend time in devotion and prayer to God and let's let God be God in our lives. Can we do that? Amen. I'm going to ask our praise team to come back. Uh, we're going to exercise this right now. And as they come, would you stand with me? Thank you so much. Because everybody standing is saying, I'm going to join you in prayer and fasting. And that's just, oh, I didn't tell you that part first, did I? <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen because uh, this is going to be absolutely amazing. So I want you to mark this day. This day is, is uh, the 21st of October. This is the day that we set aside for prayer and fasting. And you watch. You watch what God does. You watch what God is going to do.